Welcome to the roundtable. I am Jennifer Eller, and with me today is our co-host and the famous um, Mike Hill here, who co-host, yeah, co-host yes. and um, man of all things. And <laughs> then we have the um, famous and yeah, and that's most even, interesting even more famous Kendall Pitts today. More famous, oh, oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Come on, tell me that in your stomping grounds that not everybody doesn't know you. Well, uh, I know, yeah, I know yeah. a lot of people in my stomping ground. That's what I'm saying. I've never, I've always lived within about two or three miles of where I live now my whole life. No, I, mean, I know, but if you go into restaurants, everybody's going to be like, hey, it's Kendall. Are you yeah, like one of those, are you like of one of those old people that go to the same place all the time? Well, I go to McDonald's every morning. So you're part of the buddy. old people mcdonald's coffee Thanks, group buddy no yeah. i'm just saying <laughs> listen this is what happens this is what happens when you get old like you go to mcdonald's at like eight o'clock in the morning doesn't yeah. matter where what yeah. community you're in and there's oh, yeah. a group of old men sitting around talking about things yeah yeah, yeah. we solve a lot of problems <laughs> yeah. tell me what would be a big topic at the the round table at mcdonald's like what's oh, something? What's a hot uh, button topic you guys been talking well, about? Well, you know, politics is always going to be a hot button topic, and to uh, so do all of your roundtable guys love Donald Trump? No, not necessarily. What? No. You should probably change groups then. <laughs> well, we're, we're trying to people change people's mind instead of <laughs> change our groups. You know, I yeah. mean, uh, but no, not. Not all of them are. Not all of them have the same. Uh, matter of fact, we got one guy that comes, man. He's he's dead set against conservatives. Really? And so, and he don't get much. How do you slack. get invited into this club? You just walk in and buy your coffee, man. That's it. Hey, it's not special invitation. No, there's no no price for the seats. Yeah. You just come sit down, man. I wonder where the old ladies group is. Like when you're an old lady, Jennifer, where are you gonna sit? I have no idea. That's a long ways away. <laughs> I'm just thinking. Does your wife have an 20. old ladies group group? Oh no, my wife. She's uh, she stays home and she just loves to work around the house when it's cold or if it's warm out. She's out in her flowers. I okay. mean, she's way more energetic than I am. <laughs> I, I, I hope she don't watch this and say. Well, I'm mad at Mike showing me an old lady when I go oh, to old I'm, lady's group. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> a different age than me, right? Yeah. Whatever yeah. you want to call them. Yeah. Older, further along in age. <laughs> How old are you? 75. Yeah, I mean, you about outlived your age expectancy already. <laughs> Hey, when I quit <laughs> when I quit drinking, somebody said, "Well, your age expectancy just went up ten years." <laughs> well, isn't that the truth? Like, isn't like an average age of Americans like seventy something? I have no idea what the average age is now. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, I think it's something like I. I think every day is uh, a gift. Our uh, our coffee group averages from our eighty nine down to. I suppose 73 is the youngest that comes okay. right now, probably. So, But none of those are really considered old. Oh, no. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just, we'll just call it something else. You know, that's the thing. I, 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 you do get older, but that's something I've enjoyed coming to church here. Because I, I do feel like I'm one of the older ones. You know, when we had that group here in the fall, there were a couple ladies in there probably about my age, I would guess or so. Right. But for the most part, there's a lot of young people here, and I really enjoy that. It makes makes me feel younger, right. I think. Well, um, and you can bring wisdom. Well, I don't know about that. Huh? I don't know about that. <laughs> With years comes perspective and wisdom well i've tried to tell you that and you haven't listened to me <laughs> <laughs> what do you t give me one uh, thing that you've told me well i i questioned you one day about what you said in your service okay about, tell me what it was it was about not everybody's going to know some things about you that nobody will ever know because and didn't we talk about that because why why will nobody know 
because you're not telling them. Because <laughs> you spend time you, with God you know, with that and not said, share with other people, you right? Can't, you yeah. said, well, I've just been through a lot, and there's some mm -hmm. things that people are not going to know about me, and I jumped your hind end about it because <laughs> it's like <laughs> that's not good. And, and I believe that. I truly believe that. Mm -hmm. And I believe if there's one thing that I can give to people, and you know that as well as I do in Bible study, and I don't mean this braggingly because AA helped me get to that point. Mm -hmm. And if I don't share it, that could be the thing that gets me drunk again. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, it's been a long time now, but, but it is. And I'm a firm believer that, you need to find somebody to share it with. Mm -hmm. I don't care. And I told you, I said, I'm 20 years, 25 years older than you. And I know, you told me I know a little more of my wisdom. I, listen, I, I... I'm a firm believer that I don't care if you go find a stranger on a park bench and tell <laughs> them. You need to tell somebody. Yeah. That's just... It is. A, a concern shared is a concern cut in half. Right. I believe that. Yeah, and my, I think I said this back to you, so there are certain things that, so this is even in my marriage, right? So married for to Sherry all those years, and even with Sarah now, I mean, there there are certain things I'm never going to share. I'm going to take it to God. I'm going to write it in my journal. I'm going to, I'm going to bear that burden with him or give him that burden because, there are just certain things that you're probably right. I'm just saying this is how I deal with it. You know, but there are just certain things I'm not going to burden you with and I'm not going to burden my wife with. That ain't right. I, I didn't say, I'm just telling you that was probably what I told you that I do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but I still don't agree with it. <laughs> you if don't have to. If agree there's with things it. in your marriage, then maybe you need to go outside of your marriage. I got buddies. I got different buddies that I talk different talk different things to. Right. And I, I've been blessed with good friends in my life. And I don't know how yeah. from my drinking days. Mm -hmm. And I always told told my boys, I said, Man, if you got five five true good friends that you can talk about anything to, you're lucky. Yeah. And that's I believe that. And I have people Hey, if I'm mad at my wife, I got a buddy. I just call him up. Maybe we haven't talked for a couple of weeks. He said, what'd she do now? <laughs> she knows. She knows I'm going to call Rich. And I'm going to. Yeah. And, and she knows if Rich calls me and we're sitting there at the house and she figures it out, Rich, what'd Marsha do? Yeah. And I would say again. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, no, I I would say that, well, two things. I don't think it's very common for men to have good friends. Like, I don't think that's a common well, thing. Well, if it's not common, then I'm uncommon because I've been lucky enough no, to I, have some good Nick, do you think that is? Do you think it's common for guys to have close friends? No, it's not. Yeah, I think, you're, I think you are uncommon. I think that to have a group of guys that, you have camaraderie with that you share things with that you can talk to about deeper subject like i just think that's rare you know i because don't aren't women better at it do you guys know oh i'm sure we are yeah 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 i mean do you have yeah. close friends mm -hmm. yeah. yeah i've got like three yeah really good close and i have some other ones that are, and, and yeah. you have the one just like him you'll call about eric and be like uh, what do you do now no no <laughs> Well, you no. need one. No, I, <laughs> okay, I do have conversations about things, but I don't call people. It's not like that. I would not. Oh, no, that's not. Oh, I, not you know, that. I don't want to. I don't want to stay mad. I want to get it on my chest, and that goes back to AA. I learned that, mm -hmm. and that's just the way. It saved my life, you mm -hmm. know. And I knew I had to share things. And so I've continued to do that. I, if it's weird for a man to do that, it's weird. But I didn't I, say weird. I don't want to carry the burden. No. Well, I mean, I hope you didn't hear me say weird. No, I just I would know, say uncommon. I think that, yeah, I just think that those 
the idea that a man will have friends. Now, I think they have a lot of buddies, which I think is different. Like, I think oh, there are yeah. a lot of guys that have Completely buddies. different. Lots of buddies, people they can hang out with. If you want to go hunt and call your buddy, if you want to go golf and call your buddy. But having, like, friends is different. Like, I just view that differently, and I think that's uncommon. I think guys have lots of buddies they can call on and very few friends. But I think since I've started going to the Sunday school class with Lance and Roger mm -hmm. and even Ted, I... I don't know if I've had anything to do with it because I'm too stupid. I just can't keep my mouth shut. And I think I think my openness, I'll say, say where I've been. Mm -hmm. Okay, just that's it. I've been through mm -hmm. a lot, and that most of it was because I self-inflicted. Right. But I don't have a problem telling them guys and, and with – three or four of the guys in our Sunday school class, I think we've got a vulnerability in, and I hope they wouldn't mind me saying this, but Lance and Roger and I have talked about things that, and I, right. I think you have to get to that point to have that vulnerability where you trust somebody that much. Well, and I think that's the key though. Like <laughs> whether this is right or wrong, like I, hardly trust anyone i mean from for lots of different reasons but yeah i mean it's i'm not saying it's right but i think i've shared this on the podcast before is is that yeah i mean i the longer it goes the fewer people i trust you know the longer it goes the fewer people that i tend to bear your heart to you know because yeah i mean i <laughs> Yeah, but I think that's I'm I'm saying you're right. We should trust, we should be vulnerable, we should do all of those things. I just don't it's cool that you could get there cuz I don't I just don't think there and I could be an anomaly. I just don't think there's a lot of guys that want No, no, wanna, I I think I think you're right. I think it's something God's given me. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's your a gift. gift. Yeah. A gift, but I would hope that by me being an open book that maybe that'll help somebody else because mm -hmm. I, I just I don't want to see anybody bear bear those things right I, I it's not necessary right but we have to get before I came to church here I was in a Sunday school class at um, friends church mm -hmm. and there was a, it was a small group six or seven of us and it wasn't all men it was two or three mm -hmm. ladies that I'm good friends with and two or three guys, but we got vulnerable to the point we could talk pretty much about, I mean, we really talked about some deep stuff. Right. And that was good. If I m really miss one thing from that church is that group. But right. I feel like now I have Lance and Roger and Ted, uh, mm -hmm. Herb. Um, yeah, Herb Gas, yep. Dan, mm -hmm. now we got some new people in there, and I, I think they even kind of have felt that vulnerability because some of them have opened up about things in their life. Uh, the last couple of weeks, Lance has been having people give a testimony, hmm. and I, I think they've been pretty open with it, and I, I think it helps them. I hope it does. Hmm. And we kind of give some feedback, glad to hear their their story, but... I don't think it was something that's going to just open up to anybody about. So right. I, I think they have a feeling that, hey, I can say something in here without without coming back on me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Jennifer, do you guys see in the – you've done tons of different small groups. Mm -hmm. Do you see inside of the small groups that you do, is mm -hmm. vulnerability easy? Is vulnerability hard? Is it – like, what do you see whenever you get in groups? I mean, I think it takes a little bit of time okay. to get there. Um, but, yeah, when you do, it's a beautiful thing, hmm. you know, when people realize, like, the stories, you know, sharing stories. It's like um, to realize you're not alone or hmm. the things that you've done. It's like there's people have walked that journey with you or, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that's really, really cool that you guys are, are doing that. And 
Well, I, mean, I think it talks good, about, that's the good stuff. Right, and that's what know? I'm saying. That yeah. kind of talks about the power of a small group. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, learning something is one thing. What you're talking about, which is interesting to me. So when you're talking about what changed you, because that's the thing that I'm always interested mm-hmm. in is what are the what are the moments of life or what are the things of life that I call them, you put down these markers mm-hmm. and then you're going to go back and say, you, like you said with your small group, that was a marker in your life. Mm-hmm. Something happened mm-hmm. in that small group that changed you from a vulnerability to the people you could share, right? Like mm-hmm. it. Well, well, it really started with AA, though, for okay, me. So AA social. was one of those. Yeah. But, but they're markers yeah. and then you're seeing those happen and, and it's yeah. carrying on, but it's consistent. Mm-hmm. So for you, vulnerability and relationship, AA, first small group, second small group, things that are happening in the future have all happened through community and vulnerability. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, it's just like a trend. And I I think that's probably true in a lot of places that community, finding people that you can surround yourself with and the ability to go deeper than just, hey, what's up? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. I And... And you're probably right. Most men, most men probably don't do that. I, I guess I'm just lucky that I b- built that foundation with some people. Man, I, I don't know why without it. Right. I'm glad to have it. Well, but I think isn't some of what? Because again, you say you go clear back to the AA days. So well, yeah. Why don't you tell us a little bit about? So, in your life. Because I can't remember this. Did you grow up in a church? Didn't grow up yeah, in a church? Yeah, I grew up in a, a church, a little church that my family physically built. My uncle gave the ground for it. My dad and hmm. two of my uncles and my grandfather and some other men built it. Hmm. I mean, actually built hmm. built it. And, and that uh, was in Liberty Mills? Or Liberty no, Center? no. This is just down uh, south of 114 on your road. Like okay. he was going that mm-hmm. little church right before you get to 114 there. Okay. It's called Bible Baptist Church. And uh, it was uh, just our family basically started it with some other people. And I grew up in it. And it was... Uh, <laughs> it was very legalistic. Okay. You know, I mean, it was the old... If you smoke a cigarette or you drink a beer, you're going to hell, and right. <laughs> there wasn't, right. you know, there wasn't any, mm. any other stuff. So, but your parents took you to church every Sunday. Oh yeah, if the doors were open, we were there. Okay, yeah, right. So, so what was the? But again, I mean, was it your dad died? Like, what was the my trigger? Dad died. Like, yeah, I mean, when you were young, right? Yeah, my, he died on my 18th birthday. Mm. Right, and um, that was. That was devastating because he was he was the mm-hmm. one you know. Right. I mean he was he was disciplinarian, but he's great dad. I mean he backed me mm. if I was right, you know. And he was right. always involved in my sports. He loved sports, and he was he was always right there. And and you know he was he was the one that could say, you know, he might not see me when I was doing some stuff, right. you know, go, he, like, he didn't tell mom he caught me sneaking into the movie because he, he knew I, I yeah. didn't need the whole family preaching to me for a week about sneaking in the back door of the movie in North right. Manchester and stuff. Right. Now, he is super, but right. if I had it coming, mm-hmm. I was going to get it, you right. know. I was the only kid, too. There wasn't anybody else to share it with. Okay. And, you were an uh, only child? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know See, that. See, that's part of the problem, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and then uh, he passed away on my 18th birthday, and for the next 20 years, I was just drunk. Mm. Yeah. I mean, so. did it just mm. to help everybody understand, like you'd never drank before, or were you oh, drinking? Oh, well, yeah, yeah, I drank a little bit in high right. school, you know. If you was an athlete or something, you had to sneak around, smoke a few cigarettes, and drink a few beers. Just that was part of the in that club. Was, well, that <laughs> kind of like we were talking about last yeah. night, right? To be there's Breaking the in the club, yeah. and then there's the not in. So the in yeah. club was drinking beer and yeah. smoking. Hey, did you ever wear a white T-shirt and roll the pack of cigarettes up on your no, side? Huh? No. Seriously. I had a lot of buddies that did, but oh, I never did. I've wanted to do that. I don't even smoke cigarettes, <laughs> but I'm like. 
I've always wanted to wear a white T-shirt yeah, yeah. just for the fun of yeah. it and then roll a little pack of cigarettes up in there. Yeah. Yeah. But that wasn't my age, right? Like, that's, that's, yeah. that's your generation. Yeah, there, there was. But there yeah. wasn't, you know. Yeah, so I, talk. You know. So in high school, you did drink some? Oh, did yeah. Party just, some? Just a little bit. Right. It wasn't. It wasn't. wasn't until Dad died that it just overtook my life. I right. Just, I it, I ruined my life, you know. So you, I've had that tough moment. You then ruined a season a of, of your life. Huh? You ruined a season of your life. Yeah. Not yeah. your whole life. Well, yeah. Right. I mean, at that time, my life may as well be. So were you married at 18? Got married oh, after? No. Okay. No. We, uh, when did you get married? Oh, well, JP's 50. Shortly before that. <laughs> Shortly before he would have been twenty-five. Yeah, yeah, I guess I don't know. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So obviously, through that period, so you're saying twenty-some years of, yeah, alcoholism. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. in and out of the church, not in the church. Oh no, no. Gone. Once, once Dad died, it was I. I was out of church. Now my mom, she would still take JP. Okay. And he he would go to church with her. But matter of fact. After Dad died, it got so bad they just took my na name off the books. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it got oh, so bad, yeah. like you got removed as a oh, member. Oh yeah, I got removed mm. as a member. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't mm. too good. So, but yeah, from eighteen to thirty-eight, I was just basically stewed. Uh, right, and you had two kids during that time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah. what was the what was the flip? Like, what brought you, like, I got to change my life? Was there a moment? Was it like, yeah. what was it? Was setting setting on bags of milk in a veal barn waiting for it to mix. And I've seen a light way brighter than that one up there. And it just, I started bawling. I mean, I had a breakdown. And I knew that. If I didn't get sober, I was going to die. Hmm. I mean, that that was the way the message come across to me. Right. Uh, it wasn't about getting saved or back to God or anything like that. Right. It was just a matter of life and death at hmm. that point. Yeah. So what did you do? Like, I mean, so again, if you were somebody out there, because we always want to help try to connect the dots. So if you're out there, and this is everybody's story in life, right? Whether it's a big story or a small story, everybody gets to a decision place in life, right? And mm -hmm. how we choose to go from those decisions sets a trajectory, you know? So from your 18th birth, you know, when you're 18 years old, your dad dies, you have a choice, right? Like oh, yeah. which way you're going to go. Like that was a point where you could push into God or push away from God. And yeah. you chose, now you're at this point, you're sitting in the veal barn, <laughs> relaxing on the, the milk bags and God shows up. Yeah. Right. And in that, though, God shows up in a way that just says, get sober, you're going to be dead. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, yeah. Talk through now the trajectory change because, I mean, what did you, <laughs> you went to AA? Did you get back involved in church? Like, talk to me about no, that. How I, was the family with the, with all of it? Well, I, uh, I went and talked to my, uh, my ex-wife, we were divorced by then, and I said, I don't know what's going to happen. I said, either I'm going to get so... Now, let's talk about the crossroad. Mm -hmm. There's a cross, you know. I was either going to go one way or the other. I said, I don't know if I'm going to get sober. I don't know if I'm going to die. Because I was at the point, I, I, I hate to use this, but I was drinking 14, 16 beers a day, every mm -hmm. day. And I was at the point when I would get off work in the afternoon from the veal barns, I'd drink one beer, two beers, and I was, somebody'd have to drive me home. So my liver was, I was lucky I quit when I did, because mm. mm -hmm. you know your liver will heal. So God saved my life there, mm. intervened. And I went to my boss, and he got me some help, and I started going to AA, and from that point on, I just, uh, I was really involved in it, but the only thing that was godly in my life was uh, 
in AA, one of the steps is turn my will and my life over to the care of God. And I believed in God. I never not believed sure. in God, but I still run away from him because I was still living in that legalistic world where I knew I couldn't, I couldn't live up to it. Right. So I, I went to AA for, well, I don't attend much anymore, but, but right. I, I mean, I would, for first 20 years, mm -hmm. I was completely dedicated to it all mm. the time, you know, and probably maybe even more years than that. Mm. And then uh, I suppose that, <laughs> this is terrible, I don't even know the exact date. My mother-in-law passed away, and I think it was in 2011. And I just loved that woman to death. Mm. And I thought, I, I need to start mm. going back to church. And started going to church with my wife. And and she had been going without you? Yeah. There was periods when she didn't go too much either, just because it was probably a battle for her to go. She mm -hmm. didn't go as much as she had liked to, you know, probably. And where were but, the kids at all of this? Like, I'm trying to figure out where well, your sons were in this whole process of, were they gone? Were they not going to church? Were they... Uh, not not at the end, but when I when I was younger, like I said, my mom took my JP to church. Right. Tim, Tim never went with her that much. Right. But, uh, yeah, there wasn't much church going on. Hmm. And so the kids didn't go much, and... Uh, then I started back to Friends Church. I'd, I'd went once in a while with her, and, and I liked that church, and I liked the people. And, and it wasn't a sudden thing, but I gradually, as I went to church, I just made that commitment, you know? Right. And, uh, but, yeah, I, through all those years, I, I look back at it now, mm -hmm. and, it just amazes me that God saved my life to bring me to that point. That's 25 years after I got sober. Right. And I still wasn't ready for that. I mean, it just amazes me. You weren't ready for what? Huh? We weren't ready for what? Uh, to go back to church or oh, okay. have a commitment to God. Right. No. Even after being sober for X amount of years. Yeah. Yeah. That didn't really. And why do you think that is? Like here, like here, he shows up and mm -hmm. there's a light. I mean, yeah. saves your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What was the disconnect of like I should probably go to church? Never even thought about it. Really? It was all about either get sober or die. Right. But then once you're sober, right? Like you're going to AA every week because it's you're saying it took 20 years to get back into church. 25. Yeah. Probably. So that's what Basically. I mean. It's like, did those two things? not connect and i'm and again i'm not saying it as a judgmental piece i'm just trying to help no. you know because people have moments like this always and it's interesting for me to learn what is it about god showed up made a difference in my life but church isn't a part of it like god is a part of it because that's what you're saying yeah right? god yeah. is a part of it yeah but church isn't you know, I have no idea. I, I think for me, it was I was thankful God showed up to save my life. But in the same respect, I'm going back to my old. The church I grew up in. OK. And I had a very loving family, aunts, uncles. It was very close. And I knew they all loved me. But it wasn't a loving church. Yeah. So you. So that was why then. Yeah. Because yeah, you just yeah, didn't see any yeah. relevance of going back to where you yeah, came. Yeah. You know, it's like that church. We're a little church out in the country, and mm -hmm. and it was so legalistic and everything. And my aunt, she was a great lady, you know. But I told her one time. I said, "Well, Aunt Vivian." I don't know why heaven's so big because there's only 70 of us here at the church. It's like <laughs> nobody else is going. Right. You know, I mean, that's the way I felt. Mm -hmm. It's it's like mm -hmm. no other church in the community was any good but ours. Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. That's kind of the way I felt about it. Right. And so was Mm -hmm. there in 25 years, 20 years of being out of church, how many times were you invited to another church? Mm -hmm. Did people invite you to church all the time? No. No. Mm -hmm. Shame on us for not inviting (laughs) people to church. Well, shame on me. I, I have that guilt. No, I'm just I, saying, you know. No, I have it's, that guilt today. Yeah, I mean. I mean, it's crazy to me that we live in a world, mm-hmm. right? People who knew you knew what God did in your life, and there weren't people walking or journey with you saying, Kendall, like, you need to you need to come. I know this church isn't working, but here's a church that's working, or here's mm-hmm. a community that's working, that there weren't people. But I think a lot of times we just leave well enough alone. We don't really want to push the issue. I don't know. Maybe enough people knew me of my past, might have been afraid to ask. <laughs> <laughs> Why are they afraid you're going to beat them up or something? Well, well not that I'd be, you know, I, yeah, I wasn't beyond that, but I wasn't beyond getting beat up either. Yeah, no, right. <laughs> but so you get yeah. back in, so you're in the French church, right? So now yeah. you're, you're going with your wife. You find community, right? So oh, you find yeah. a, a, a yeah. good place. You find a good group of people. How did you end up at life? Well, Friends Church kind of changed. Um, and I, I still got a lot of great friends yeah. there and ties with the church down there. And I don't want to say the church was... Um, it's still a good church, but... There was no activity for, like, Bible studies. Mm -hmm. They're just, you know, it was Sunday, and that was all, and I'm retired now, and I got time to go to Bible studies. And and then I started going to Tad's Bible study, and it, it, I just felt more energy. Mm. I guess, I guess it's the energy level. Mm. And uh, nothing against anybody down there good people and I always liked them but there was no energy and and you know mm-hmm. for me it's just like probably the majority of the guys in our bible studies way younger than me most of them but uh there's energy there mm-hmm. and I feel good about that right I, I, I do so, and so how long have you been coming I don't know you asked hard questions <laughs> no, no I just I, I mean has it been like, two years I, I, three I would years? guess it's been close to three years it yeah. wasn't easy right. let me tell you it wasn't easy because Beck and I talked about it and she wasn't all that happy about it right but we worked through it and I think I think now she's she's very happy with it right because our it's helped our marriage right you know. And and she goes to Peggy's Bible study, mm-hmm. so and she knew Peggy. Peggy grew up in the church, that church. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. So, you know, that's nice that she's connected. She's met uh, Brett and Sarah and Rachel and right. uh, DJ. She yeah. just loves them. She loves going. You know. Mm-hmm. Right. But she's hooked up there. Her dad's 95 years old, so she gets to see him every week. Mm. And she takes care of the youth singing. Mm-hmm. And one week one week a month does a little Sunday school class for the little ones. Mm-hmm. She loves it. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, right. I wouldn't even ask her to leave. I mean, no, she, for sure. she wouldn't either. I mean, right. hey, for you guys, it'd be great if she'd come because you'd have a fantastic <laughs> Sunday school teacher for little ones. She right. loves mm-hmm. little ones, and that's that's her gift. She's just right. good at it. So, but yeah, that's worked out. She enjoys coming to things here, mm-hmm. and uh, I think I think we've both grown out of it. Right. And another thing that happened was uh, I had a man that was a couple years older than me that was a missionary, and when I first went back to church, he was the Sunday school teacher, and, and we went in that Sunday school class, and I didn't really like, really like mm-hmm. him to start with. Me and him got to be, he's my mentor, but he's in Florida now. Okay. So he left me. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but I still stay in touch mm-hmm. with him. I love him to death, but, man, he, he, he helped me so much. And, you know, I'm still looking for that, that person to have that 
connection with because and he was knowledgeable just him and his wife you're looking like, for a mentor looking, you're looking yeah, for I'm looking for a mentor okay <laughs> but you know it's uh I really feel blessed to be able to go to the Bible study, and I feel blessed with uh, the Sunday school class. So that that may have to do that may have to serve that purpose, I guess. Right. Instead of a single person, it might be a group yeah, of people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That are able to do that. Yeah. So if there's something over the past three, four, five years that God's revealed to you, God showed you, God's used you in certain ways, what would you? What's something you could point to to say like? Wow, over the past few years, like these are are ways that God has used me. These are ways that I want God to use me. Like, what, what in the past? Because I think in the time that I've known you from the first time I got to know you to now, that I've seen God use you in multiple different ways. Well, I, I think the one thing I, I use is my story. I'm not afraid to tell my story, and I hope that frees people up. Because you know, it's just like you said last night, people come to you and say, oh, that person coming here to church, right. I don't know about that. Judgmental man. people. Yeah. yeah, and I don't really care. Right. I mean, you you kind of caught that probably yeah. early mm -hmm. on. Right. I don't, it, that don't make any difference to me. And there's nobody here that's any bigger mm -hmm. sinner. And I've, I've been places, a whole bunch of people in this mm -hmm. church ain't never been. <laughs> <laughs> You don't know. Well, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's any worse, but, you know, it always gets me. I mean, people that mm. raised in a church, stayed in a church, yeah. and it, it's it's altogether different for them, mm -hmm. you know, and and I don't care. I, I just, and then uh, the thing, I've enjoyed doing the crosses for the baptism. Mm -hmm. It's just... Uh, I'm gonna to have to get some more wood, or we ain't gonna have any more <laughs> chunk wood. But uh, right. yeah, and there's just been opportunity to do things here and serve. I don't know, but boy, I sure still got got my shortcomings. I mean, I really went through the dump August uh, about two, three weeks ago. Mm. I was down. I was having a little pity party for myself, mm. and <laughs> because why? Uh, well, my cancer that I, I had to take a new drug for my cancer right. and I took screenings and stuff and and I just I let it overtake me when mm. I should have been thankful, mm. you know, because I got people that can take care of me. Right. And I wasn't being thankful mm -hmm. and I was, you know, I didn't really want anybody to see me. And then and then you preach a sermon and it's a convicting sermon or I read mm -hmm. something, man, I I just felt so worthless and <laughs> I did. I really did. I mean, I, I it just, it wasn't a good situation. Right. I didn't feel like my prayers were going anywhere. I read my Bible. It just is like, mm. this is, this ain't touching anything. And what brought you out of it? Well, I, I don't know. Hmm. I mean, I, I just kept working towards it, maybe talking to other people, you right. know. I think mm -hmm. I think that helps. Right. And and maybe some mm -hmm. people gave me some reassuring words and, you know, because the other thing, I wasn't feeling good, and I started reading that book that Peggy's got them girls doing in Bible study at Not a Fan. That yeah. didn't help any. <laughs> 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 Why? Did you feel like that part was convicting? The, yeah, yeah. That yeah. book is Kyle Eidelman's book. Is it? Huh? That's his. Yeah, Kyle Eidelman's book. Not a fan is. Yeah, it's it was. I, I mean, I enjoyed it, but I didn't enjoy the effect that it was having on me. I knew yeah. I had to do something. I had to get get something changed and worked out. I'm gonna go back and read it again now that I, you know. But and and I got unsaved friends that I pray for every day and it's like I've tried to talk to them and it's not going anywhere and I felt bad you know but I think I was pushing the wrong direction I think that's who, that's where I wanted to go mm -hmm. instead of where God wanted me to go and it's like I shared in uh, 
Bible study last night. That's one of the greatest mm -hmm. Thanksgivings I've had. Mm -hmm. When my granddaughter comes home and her mom and dad don't go to church, and she said, Grandpa, I'm going to Fellowship of Christian Athletes, I'm like, whoa, I was, I was pretty mm -hmm. happy. Yeah. Yeah, we're buying her a Bible mm -hmm. and a daily devotional. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she, right. you know, and right. she, so, mm -hmm. you know, that's something I've been praying for. I, I pray that God will put role models in all my kids' mm -hmm. lives, somebody that may have effect on them. Yeah. And then my daughter-in-law, one of them said, well, we're going to start coming to your church. And I'm like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, for that to happen. Mm -hmm. So I, I got to talk a little bit about Jesus to my granddaughter and talk with mm -hmm. my daughter-in-law a little bit and... My daughter-in-law's recovering Catholic, so. <laughs> well, I mean, she, she. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't mean. I mean, she, she raised oh. her kids in the church, and then she got out of it, you know. And right, and so I think there's, man, it's great. I'd right. love for him to come. Right. So. Well, and I think that's the. I mean. From the outside looking mm -hmm. in, I mean, if you look at your life, I mean, like, I think you were, mm -hmm. I don't know this, I would assume this from what I've heard. Like, I think you were surprised that uh, you got a living legacy text, you know, yeah. that. That's humbling. Right. But I mean, but it's also because you can't always see it. Like, you can't always see the difference that you're making. But if you say, okay, for 20 some years, you know, I'm off the chain mm -hmm. living this life and now seeing that granddaughter, I mean, JP, you know, like things are like God is working. God's using oh, yeah. you in the lives of, I call them functioning alcoholics. You know, there's a lot of men today that are <coughs> functioning alcoholics, you know, guys that drink on a, you know, a regular, but have learned kind of still do life that I think that you have ministry to and opportunities to minister to, to people like that. I think the teaching a vulnerability, you know, inside of a, that it's okay to, to let down some of your guards and let down some of your walls. It's okay to admit that, you know, you have issues and, you know, and that, I mean, even what you shared last night in small group that like, Hey, you know, all of these things happen, but I can celebrate one of the best Thanksgivings in my life because mm -hmm. God's still working yeah. beyond me. Mm -hmm. and, you think we need that to keep our faith though? Don't you think we need we have to see something good happening once in a while. Mm -hmm. I right. mean, you know, not right. that, you know, mm -hmm. and then there's miracles happening around us. I, I mean, I'm big on that. Right. Everybody wants to make a coincidence mm -hmm. out of it or this or that. Mm -hmm. But, man, there's miracles happening around us that yeah. we just want to say, oh, that's mm -hmm. sweet. Right. No, <laughs> God's working, you know. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that's the way I feel about it. I'm but a I think, miracle set in here. Well, I mean, in mm -hmm. some way, we're probably all miracles set in here. Right. Well, and I think that that's something that you have also proved. Like, if you talk to guys in a small group, I mean, Kendall's the guy that will send you a text, how you doing, check in on you. Like, like that's a – I mean, I think you are, from that standpoint, teaching all of us, you know, things that are that are vital in the end, you know, and I think that's the stuff that's really important. But – that's important to me just to have that connection because when I'm sending one of them texts, I don't know so much about them or it is me just trying to make that mm -hmm. connection. I mean, I need the people in my life. Now, not all of them are going to be the person that I'm probably vulnerable with. No, for still, sure. I, I consider them good acquaintances and friends, and, and I just want to hear from my, You know, it's like Jay or Mike or Thad or, yeah. you know, any of them. It's, uh, I've, I've really enjoyed getting to know those mm -hmm. guys, you know. And it's just, yeah, I like it. Yeah, but the idea, whether it's for you or for them, doesn't really matter. The idea is you're intentionally reaching out to meet, whether it's your need or their need, you're still, again, the story, what I would say, if I was going to evaluate your life, the story of your life that's been transforming is relationships. And so yeah. you keep seeking them. Relationships through AA, relationships through small group, relationships through, you know, the, the small group that you have today, relationship, like relationships have been 
the, the transformational factor for you. So you continue to seek them out. And it's what we've talked about. Like long-term change happens because people are in relationship. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. I, well, you know, I, so you're a living proof of what relationship can do for you and what you in relationship with other people can do. Yeah. And I, I kind of, I think when I send a text or something, I, I just hope that maybe that, that'll be played forward and somebody said, well, maybe I'll send so-and-so a text. Right. I mean, uh, right. Cause every time I do it, I get a great mm -hmm. reply. Just if it's mm -hmm. nothing more than thank you. And I, I really enjoy that. And I appreciate it. Right. And uh, you know, it's, um, it's a great feeling. Yeah. So we're at the end. So if you could give words of wisdom, Right. So if you give words to wisdom to your younger generation, give words of wisdom to men, words of wisdom to people, would you what would be one thing that you would say like, hey, this is important. Don't forget to do this. Don't I mean, out of all the stuff that you've <laughs> talked about or maybe something you haven't, what would be something that you would? Well, I don't know. I <clears throat> like say, I mean, be oh, I'm still going back to that. Be open. Find somebody you can talk to and, and be open with it. Share share your pain. Mm -hmm. I just, uh, to me, that's the most important thing, you know. Yeah. If you can't share it with your wife, share it with somebody else. I mean, it, that's right. just, that's part of it. Part of it. Mm -hmm. And especially, it's your second marriage. It's my second marriage. So things are going to come up, and I understand kind of what you're saying there. But that don't mean you can't share it with somebody else. I mean, that that's probably the most important thing I can get. And and for young kids, I, I wow, I I don't even know how to approach them anymore. <laughs> I mean, you know, what's I mean, I love talking mm -hmm. to them and and stuff, but I I don't know what what words of wisdom. Well, I think, have. again, I don't know even if it's words. I mean, I think you're showing, whether they believe this or not, I think the younger generation is craving relationships. Well, I think they are, too. So they have tried to figure it out through mm -hmm. social media, texting, things behind a screen. But I honestly think that there is a shift right now happening where we had a generation of young people that were behind screens mm -hmm. and could go without social interaction for a while, could text and never talk on the phone, right? Like I never want to talk on the phone to, but I want to talk to somebody. I'd love to see somebody face to face. I would love to not be so consumed by digital devices and be more engaged with people. So I think they're trying to find, and I think this is the, the cool thing, just like you saw Jackson with Homer, yeah. right? They are just like, just like you're saying, we get to an age where we have more time, yeah. right? But who do you share it with? You know, who do you, who yeah. do you share that time with? Because our generation is running a thousand miles an hour, right? And then you have this, this younger generation who's just trying to figure out where to get to. And so I always think it's cool when the younger generation can hook up with the older generation because both of them are at places where you have time and resources that you didn't have when you were my age, you know, and when these young people can attach to something like that, I just think it's, a, I think it's a cool thing. Yeah. And I think that, I think that more than even words is going to be something that's powerful. Yeah. I, I really like Jaden and Jackson and right. Jared and the, I mean the Pete boys in particular, but younger people that I know, it just invigorates me and it, I don't know it. It's good for me. That was I, my I point. Enjoy it. Yeah. Right. You didn't have to give any words. It's just relationship. Yeah. yeah. And that yeah. you're wearing their hat today. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm getting paid. Yeah, getting paid. <laughs> the first the first advertisement on the round table, Agrochem, for all of your Barbie. whatever needs. <laughs> what kind of needs? I don't know. We buy stuff for our business from Agrochem. Yeah. Like pumps Come on. Yeah. Give them, a, give them a good pitch. They got there. all kinds of stuff. We got a big yeah. catalog. There you go. Yeah. yeah they, they got all kinds got of things. It. Yeah. Anything you need, go in and yep. see. Go in and see him yeah. at Agrochem. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That way, yeah, that way, Kendall gets paid for his advertising. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did have one thing though. 
uh, I wanted to share you, okay. your, your series on uh, prayer. Okay. And I don't know if this helped anybody else or not, but it was one scripture I come across that I, and I can't, I'm having total time trying to, it's not very long, but uh, I can't memorize it, so it makes me open my Bible <laughs> oh, every day. That's a good Psalm thing. Psalm 25, 16 through 18. Turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. Relieve the troubles of my heart and free me from my anguish. Look on my affliction and my distress and take away all my sins. Hmm. I need that every day. Hmm. I mean, you know, and that, of course, that was on that sermon on mm -hmm. using scripture and prayer. Right. Man, I, I can use that prayer every day. Right. It's just mm -hmm. like. That's, that's about everything in my life. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's so. good. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Okay, Jennifer, you want to send us out? Sure. <laughs> so if you're not part of our Roundtable community, text the word podcast to 260-408-8383. We'll let you know when um, new podcasts drop. Um, we may have questions for you. If you want to be on the Roundtable, let us know that as well. So. Yeah, so... Uh, this will go out, so we'll put this out. I think it's tomorrow mm -hmm. sometimes. So when it goes out, if you're on, so your Facebook, you're scrolling through Facebook, um, and you and you see there'll be a clip on there. Make sure you do a couple things. One would be to share it. So we'd love for you to share it on your page mm -hmm. to other people, so we can get more people to be able to view it. We'd love for you to be able to like or comment. So if you click on the link, there'll be a link there that will take you to the YouTube so you can be able to watch mm -hmm. it. So anybody that wants to know what Kendall looks like, you can go on there. Because that we would always encourage you, if you see these clips and if you're listening to this mm -hmm. and you don't know Kendall, click on there. That way you can get this is who he is. You can come up and say hi on a Sunday morning or if you see him out in the community. Mm -hmm. But when you're on our YouTube, leave a comment. We'd love for to hear uh, you know, comments about the podcast or, you know, just, you know, whatever you want to be able to put there. We'd love for you guys mm -hmm. to be able to do that. Don't forget, if you see Kendall on a Sunday morning, come up and say hi. Uh, make sure you introduce. Kendall's a great guy. Uh, lots of wisdom, lots of opportunities. We what? don't go too far. <laughs> I'm just saying, there, you are, again, I think a lot of things that you have to offer are, are good for people. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and again, you're at a season of life where you you can have the opportunity to invest in a lot of people. And I think that, you know, that's a really cool thing. I so, enjoy meeting new people. I yeah. really do. Right. So come up and say hi. So again, thanks for watching. We'll see all you guys next week. Bye.